This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Following a slightly bumpier ride than was entirely necessary, because Olivia, the Ostasy shuttle pool boy lands with an utterly gratuitous thump on the surface of a planet whose name our limp muster greens don't yet know. Pool boy? <laughs> you wouldn't believe the names those showertorium idiots gave to their shuttles. Pool boy is one of the least offensive. Well... What's the name of the one Freeze is sulking in? The, well, actually... Really? I mean, really? They even painted on the ellipses. Bad decision, though. Every time you push a button, it tells you why another button really would have been more efficient. Anyway, it's only the second time humans have landed on a planet other than Earth, and our idiot dipped chicken fingers don't hesitate to celebrate this momentous occasion. Eh, incorrectly, of course. Brains out your eyeballs. Soon as you plant a flag, no one will recognize. Get slaughtered, breathe 
something on milk and insides, and harvest so mechanically docile, non-sentient like, in which we'll grow to enormous size and take over the Oz Nine, killing us all. You can have some. Your first rant. Congratulations, Julie. You've now officially met Jesse. Howdy do. Define signs of life. What are we talking about here? Our monitors mostly register heat signatures. Oh, gotcha. We had those sparklers when we were kids. You have to ask, Greg. Lives could be at risk. The sparklers? Yeah, those ones for signing your name in the air. Heat signatures? That's why you all have Velcro shoes. A heat signature means we detect body heat. We can see where you are because you register a Joe, Julie, and Captain Madeline are running pell-mell across the unfamiliar terrain, the ground spongy but solid under their feet. Nice. Thanks. Shush. With a member of the crew potentially in grave danger, they take little notice of the alien environment they find themselves in. Ooh, shiny. For Christ's sake, I swear she does that on purpose. Sheffield first, Captain. Right, right, right. Uh, Greg, you got Mrs. S's hot Hancock up there? Uh, what? <laughs> she needs her heat signature. The signature's almost merged, Cap. <laughs> don't, don't tell Dr. Von Humpelstump she's on merging with some strange alien. Please, sir, Cap. I can't get a read on this other signature. It's like part of her and the personal picture Break it down for me, Greg. What are we running into? Ow! Good thing you hit that side of my head, the other side's made of metal. See? 
think it is, actually. Damn it! I always get that wrong! I guess this isn't the first time this has come up. Captain, are you okay? Fine, but that's gonna hurt tomorrow. It doesn't hurt now? So, you here to rescue me? Uh, do you need rescuing? No. See, I was coming to tell you that if you hate to rescue me, then don't. So this planet is safe for humans? <laughs> no. Surprised you're not dead already, if I'm honest. But you're alive. She asked if it was safe for humans. So you're not... Short, plat, covered in cheese sauce. You're going to have to help me out here. Oh, by the way, don't tell Christy about the Welks. Welks? Human. Wait, they'll never survive. No, I, I mean you. You're not... Allergic to cabbage? French? Uh, wearing suspenders made of hours of braiding with those rubber bands inside of golf balls. I think I might be that last one. Are you human? You're a bit shouty. It's a simple question. Mostly. Except it wouldn't be for the albatross, but that's entirely different. Different as in bits were human, but other bits weren't. So it's all a bit of a grey area, like inside of that one cupboard in the kitchen that no one will open, because once you do, you, you have, have to eat, eat what's, what's in there. there. I'm not sure what's more frightening. That they speak the same language, or that they both said eat instead of clean. Did you see a woman with a cane come through here? Yeah, I did. She one of your lot? Well, yes, obviously. How do you know? No... Well, the one I saw was your one. Is this planet uh, overrun with women holding canes? I don't know. I've only been here a month. Or a year. Which one of those is the longer one? Only someone hit me in the head, you see. Mine's gone a bit grey and wobbly. You know, it's like that inside of that one cupboard. You said that already. About the cupboard. Did I? <laughs> I usually remember stuff like that. Only someone's hit me in the head, you see. Mine's gone a bit grey and wobbly like... I'm gonna stop you there. What's your name? Officer Lowell of the research-based Persephone. Best team in the CIS. So, you are human. Can we not start that again? Parts of him are. He's a cyborg. Seriously. I mean, we are the third, fourth, fifth, sixth human to land on an alien planet, and you spend your time talking to another Earthling. Ugh, have no sense of adventure. Hang on. I thought I was the first human on an alien planet. Now I'm third? Fourth. That's it, thank you. So, uh, there are rather a lot of potentially hostile creatures heading this way. Uh, anyone care to offer a suggestion at all? Is this your one, then? Your one, then what, exactly? Oh, uh, hello, I'm Mrs. Sheffield. Officer Lowell, you're a lady with a cane. Mm, I am indeed. You're not the one I saw, though. Hostile creatures? Greg, you tracking this? No, ma'am, no, uh, No, what? It's your turn. Lowell, are these things actually hostile? What things? Uh, whatever is coming at us. No clue. Is it a lady with a cane-shaped or more whelk-shaped? I literally never hear people talk about whelk. Yet you've mentioned them twice in ten minutes. Is that like when you get a pair of those mega-cool steel-blue steel-cutting laser eyes with a cross-eye bit that stops your nose getting sliced off, and suddenly you notice everyone's got those mega-cool steel-blue steel-cutting laser eyes with a cross-eye bit that stops your nose getting sliced off? Yeah. Turns out flatfish DNA was cheap for a reason. How the hell do you know about this? Ah, you should see the memes. The pigs are good. You are an evil troll, Jesse. He's right. They actually are kind of well shaped. In the shell, that is. But they're at least two meters tall. So, what is that in American? Uh, point zero two one eight of a football field. 
or 109 5,000ths of an American football field. How did you do that? Dunno. Sometimes it just comes out. Must be my cyborg side. Damn it! Uh, yeah, hello? Still not getting a scent here. Late with the albatross sitting on his shoulders. Well, now I'm just sad. You've got an albatross! We, uh, we did. Well, before we get to questions about eggs and feathers, can we just not? See, these creatures are very large, Captain Deer, and whilst Earth-sprung whelks have no teeth, or at least none the average citizen need concern themselves with, these are decidedly not from Earth. Thank goodness predators in this show are decidedly slow on the hoof. Hmm? If you catch one of them whelks, give us a shout, will you? I've been trying to get hold of one for ages. Why? Research? Surprise for Christy. She's going to need a bigger tank, though. I'm thinking we need to run now, or at least I need to run faster than you. <laughs> you could. Good, let's go. Follow me. Yeah, they do that. Do what? Run faster when you run. They, they love a hunt, them. You know them bits of your body that makes the adrenaline run? Adre- uh, you mean adrenal glands, the organ. <laughs> organ. Yeah, these are massive. About. Point zero zero two seven four of an American football field? Then why the hell are we running? I don't know. You're one with all the stripes in that set, too. Greg? Uh, not those stripes, dear. The ones on your, your, your shoulders. Oh, right. But you said we should run. I said you could run. Who taught you auxiliary verbs? Stop! Oh, 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 oh that was oh, right in oh, Hey, no. <laughs> out of my eye. They're coming even faster now. Oh, by the way, they like it when you shout, too. They don't like red. I knew it! Wait, listen. I don't hear anything. No feet, no branches, nothing. Uh, oh, excuse me. Well, just that. Do you often get chased by branches? It's just a hint, but unless you're desperate to remember a password, you might avoid... <laughs> Can you come back to Persephone with me? Only it's not often I find people who make less sense than I do. And I want Bumface and the Commando to meet you. The whelks don't make sounds when they run because they have just the one soft foot and the planet's covered in sponge. They're closing in. You have to do something. So if we can't run, what do we do? I find the standing still works pretty well. Only you have to be really still, like when a wasp lands on you still. Or when the commando is sleepwalking and you're trying to make a sandwich but she's got a laser blaster and he's set to kill. And you have to scrape the last bit of the mayonnaise out of the glass jar and you don't have a spatula or anything scrapey but quiet. And you're really hungry but... Be quiet. Tried it with double the mustard or adding yogurt for moisture, but let's face it, it's a sandwich. Just isn't the same without the mayonnaise. His squelch is all wrong. Can they hear us? Can they hear us? Yes! And why are you talking? Just not. Okay. Let's go now. Our friend here nodded. Let me guess. Movement is worse than sound for getting their attention. Yeah, the soft human voices actually seem to sort of calm them down. Not the shouty kind, though. Oh, however did you learn that? Huh. The other cane lady asked me the same question. Do you even have the most basic survival instinct? Just a suggestion, but maybe if you all tried listening instead of yelling out orders first thing. He has a point. I'm much pointier than people think. So, update for the crew. Everyone still have all their bits? All 
fully assembled, Jesse. But um, how do we get away from them if we can't move? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Stepping on board the IS-9 is nothing if not a roll of the dice. So, if you're going to take that chance, at least have some really gorgeous, high-quality, unique RPG dice to roll with. Fan Roll by Metallic Dice Games have classic metallic dice sets, but also gemstones, acrylic, liquid core, and even a glow-in-the-dark option that's super cool and super handy when you can't find any night vision goggles. So many colors, materials, and designs to choose from. Plus, listeners to this show get 10% off your order. I'm guessing as a sort of consolation prize for listening to this show. Just use the code OZ9 at checkout. Get dice that are as unique as you and your character. Go now to FanRollDice.com and choose your dice, Space Monkeys, and get 10% off with code OZ9 at checkout. Lowell? Any ideas? We're ready to listen. I'm just... Are you? You sure? I've been down this road loads. I have a tractor beam. Oh, those are awesome. We once caught a bucket in ours. Bucket, you say? What was in it? Yeah, that was proper weird. Some sort of liquid with a beret and red suspenders in it. Smelled like grease paint. Uh, did you happen to keep the bucket? Uh, perhaps another time, Joe. But my bucket. You've surely been in this situation before, Lowell. How did you manage to escape? Well. That's a story I can tell you. Anyone capturing this on camera? What do they look like? Welk! They look like giant shellfish. All we can see right now is the foot and the siphon. Hang on. The one next to me is poking his head out. What color is it? Well, it's changed color depending on what they eat. These oscillate. They seem to rotate through a series of colors. Colors I've never seen before. Is this you being... Sciencing? Yes, hush. I mean, hush, Captain. Assuming these are similar to their Earth cousins, that tube sticking out is the siphon for breathing. Those wiggly things are tentacles. They sense prey, but usually by smell. Great. Another whelk fancier. Now I can even be bored on alien planets. Uh, what's that thing pointing at Joe? The proboscis. It's where the mouth and teeth are. Take off your belt, Joe, they said. We're all friends now, they said. <clears throat> what do I do? Stay still. <laughs> I think it likes my scent. Ooh, hey. Talk to it, Joseph. And say what? Oh, good Lord, man, do you really think it matters anything? Um, hi, I'm uh, Joe, the janitor aboard the Oz-9. Um, what up? Are you know? Do you have any idea the shape that the Oz-9 would be in right now if it weren't for me? Lowell, anything we should know right now? I thought you knew all about them, smarty trousers. Hey, is proboscis short for probe ass kiss? It really should be. You should have one and all. Hey, what is 
though, of your expertise on the subject of giant carnivorous land whelks would be most appreciated just now. All whelks are carnivorous. This has got to be the stupidest way to die we've come up with yet. That's, uh, say it so. Like I said, I've been trying to grab one. The closest I got was when I found the universe's most boring book thingy and started reading it to one of them. Put it right to sleep. And? It put me to sleep, too. By the time I woke up, it had welked off. You don't think... Is that even possible? Those pages did get sucked off into the wormhole. I think I found nearly the whole thing. You got any of those pages on you? Sure. I always keep them handy for moments like this. No, just to be clear, you don't actually have to wait for a specific question to proffer a solution. You know, when lives are at risk and such. Right. Got it. Maybe read some now? All right. Keep your knickers out of the biscuit tin, as Christy always says to me. Why would she have to? Uh, it's about to touch me. Right, here we go. As the music came to its inevitable crescendo, he dipped her like the business end of a Dairy Queen cone. He gently stroked her auburn locks, the hue a perfect and natural hex code A52A2A. The ridges of her head were normal, with no evidence of latent infant metopic ridge, nor cutis verticus gyrata forming brain-like ridges and folds hidden beneath the covering of her head. Are you telling me you actually know this guy? Well, he's useful in other ways. Oh, should we be mutiny intercom? If Dr. Theo hears this, he'll be screaming for you to bring it back. Heavens, yes, we'd never get off the ground with that tome aboard. Hey, the, uh, the proboscis is starting to go limp. Not sure how to take that. Can we make naughty jokes on your show? Not now. But I mean, come on. Read. I considered your proposal, she whispered, looking intently at his face. And? He responded, eagerly awaiting her answer. And I don't think the National Institutes for Xenomycology will be able to fund your study of the symbiotic relationship between spur... 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 soporific moulds and carnivorous plants in the hostile alien environments. I'm sorry, my darling. Fools. He spat gently, aware that eject droplets in saliva can travel up to six metres. I, I, can't, I can't take this. You give it a go. Read, Julie, quick, before I wait. Read some more. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, hand it over. Slowly. The deep basso profundo of his voice, combined with the care he demonstrated by controlling his expectoration, nearly undid her resolve and her bodice. But she managed to keep both tightly knotted. Just. I wish the Institute could at least offer you an honorarium, she murmured in his ear. But the board has decided your discipline is just too, is just too unpredictable and dangerous. Like you. simply pass out. Hand the manuscript over first. Nearly woke the whelk. Oh my god, how is that thing still barely drowsy? I'm so scared I'm about to wet your pants and I'm halfway to La La Land myself. Oh, another paragraph, I reckon. Hey, Lowell. Was that... Was that Cyber Jibble? One face fell down a crater. Shall we throw down a sandwich? 
Pull on, Will. Helpful, Officer Law. <clears throat> Unpredictable I may be, he said, his arms and thighs starting to spasm from holding her so long in the dip position. And dangerous, too. I can't argue with that, although I do take every precaution to ameliorate dangers inherent in my work. Including but not limited to face screens. All relevant inoculations, steel toe and sterile gloves. But I never take liberties with the lives of those I... I... Uh, the word quivered at the end of his tongue. Yes, she queried him, intent as a doctoral committee. Love, he confessed. The word dropping as hard on her heart as she did on the floor as his aunt and his resistance gave out at the same moment. And everyone fell asleep, and when they woke up, the whelks were gone. No one was hurt or missing. They gathered up a bunch of samples and hightailed it back to the pool boy. Okay, so what happened to Lowell? Let's find out. Huh, you sure you don't want to lift? Whew, we owe you. Not for our lives, but at least for a, a really solid nap. Nah, I'm good. Still hoping to get a whelk for Christy. This might help. Yeah, what's this string of horrible eggy things? Eggs. Welk eggs. For Christy. Be careful with them, though. I suggest a growth limiter. Oh, the commander will never go for that. She's all about her crew reaching their capacity. Yes, but this isn't a crew. By the by, we've left a few pods. Right? I thought we might dot humanity here and there just to keep concentrations low. <laughs> What's the name of this planet so they know what to call it when they wake? Lowell. Oh. Welcome to planet Lowell. Oh, please put Welk, um, on the banner. <laughs> Why? Seriously? Bye now. Fly safe. Bye. Stay classy. Bye. Are they gone? There you are! No, you really are very nearly like that other one that just took off. Yes, well, not entirely. Uh, T. U. V. W. X. Y. Z. <laughs> I beg your pardon? <laughs> Before Lowell starts to explain the rules of the alphabet game he just invented, we're going to go ahead and take over. Who is this second Mrs. Sheffield? A double? An earlier incarnation crossing the time streams like you're really not supposed to do but Russell T. Davies does all the time and no one yips at him about it? Or is it simply an idea the writer had but will forget about as the season continues? Julie returns with a pocket full of samples. Will they, as Jesse predicted, grow to enormous size and take over the ship? And what about that shiny thing Madeline went back for when no one was looking? I guess you'll just have to stay tuned. 
You've been listening to Chrissy Talon Sage as Julie, Shannon Perry as Madeline, Sarah Golding as Mrs. Sheffield, Tim Sherburn as Colin, Eric Perry as Joe, Bonnie Brantley as Jesse, Kevin Hall as Greg, guest starring Ash Hunt as Officer Lowell, courtesy of Oblivity, the podcast by Rob Stringer, who also helped with writing this episode. If you're not familiar with Oblivity podcast, you are really missing out. Stay tuned for a tasty sample, then find the URL to their website in the show notes. Oblivity is one of our favorite shows of all time, so make sure you check them out. I'm Kyle Jones as Narrator 2. And I'm Chris Nadalny gorley as your narrator. John Faley writes our music. Lucas Elliott is responsible for our artwork. Sarah Golding is our dialogue editor, and Shannon Perry is our sound designer. Thanks for listening, Space Monkeys. Keep your eyes on the stars. But maybe avoid unfamiliar olives? Stationed at Research Base Persephone, Oversea Operations. You'll be leading a crew of three. Exobotanist. Good morning. How was your shower? None of us saw you naked. Astrochemist. Do you have any interest in silk? Engineer. Note, crew includes one cybernetically enhanced individual. I can smash a wrench on my head and not feel a thing. I think we're on a cryovolcano and I think it might be about to erupt. You're inside the quantum field, Mum. Is this some sort of thing crawling out of the meteorite? Nobody's getting eaten. Someone might get eaten. It could tear an infinite hole in the fabric of time and space. I love to this is probably going to be fine. Oblivity. Visit oblivitypodcast.com. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. So this is the end of the world. Pretty weird, right? I'm Hannah. I'm sure you've probably noticed by now. I'm a zombie. My name would be the last one. From the creator of Redmond Born and Cybernautica. I can't exactly control most of the things zombie me does. I'm basically what amounts to a backseat driver in my own body. You learn to kind of just go with it after a while, I think. Like, do I feel bad for eating a family of four when I was new? You bet. Not exactly my favorite memory. Anna is living her best unlife, while unknowingly being on a crash course with Callie, an explorer desperately seeking to leave her mark on an American wasteland that seems to be all out of new discoveries. One might say that it's the comics that got me into this, but between you and me, I'm going to blame the McSodas. No sense in ruining everything I like in one day. Together, this unlikely pair team up against the dangers of (sighs) post-apocalyptia. Okay. Okay. This thing is not playing around at all. Sometimes I miss the old days. Killing zombies for upstart communities. Now that was a lot more simple. A lot more ethical, too. Wouldn't you say so? Don't you think it's a little more ethical to kill a zombie than just some stranger on the road? Apocalypse, A story about love, death, and robots. Just not the next guy. <laughs>